Well, hello there, Mr. Caroline. <laughs> Mr. Esther, you're looking quite handsome today. Oh, thank you. You're I'm so happy to be talking to you. Um, you're a little l- bright light in this world for me. I know. I love you so much, and I'm so grateful we have each other, even if it is on Zoom, completely <laughs> sterile, no touching. One hour a week, only very boundaried. <laughs> Are you grateful at all that I can't just like move in with you right now? Like, I just have to assume in our friendship that you are kind of always having to like just keep your distance with me, be firm and strict with me. Is that is that true? I've always been suspicious of that. You know, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, a long, this is a long pause. We've never had this much dead air. I know, it takes the deep breath, sigh. (laughs) I mean, look, I, I, here's the thing, Esther, I know that you're a girl that's prone to burning out and I'm (laughs) protecting myself. I don't want you to burn out on me. So think of it as I'm doing both of us a favor by holding you at a very conscious arm's length. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's a you know that's a lie. I, I, I feel like we're constantly in dialogue in a too close way. No, we are. I do just try to be respectful, though, as much as I can. But it's you always answer the phone. You always text. It's not like that. It's just like I just. It's more of an undertone that I suspect, and I just wanted to ask. I uh, look. I could be better. You know. No, look, no, no. no. <laughs> we could live together if that's what you want. <laughs> you know, it I, is well. Yeah, I want to yeah, have a blowing up farm one day. I know, and I also have had definitely had dreams where we buy property together, like uh, Manhattan real estate. Well, look, <laughs> let's be honest. Our significant others are are this close to being so like we're going to be dumped by our significant others. It's only a matter of time. Yes, yeah, and that's the goal. <laughs> we're gonna, yeah, that's the goal. That's what I'm working toward. We're only going to have each other, and I think we're going to have to get a farm in upstate California. Not a thing. <laughs> That's what I call it. And just, yeah, we're just going to have to make it work. Um, so Caroline, this week, you actually just... Last thing about our farm, yes. we will have to milk each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm now you really are getting me going. Oh, you thought your nipples were chafed before? Wait till I oh, put no. your body to work. <laughs> Look, the cheese isn't going to make itself. Okay, anyway. So, okay, no, 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 okay. Caroline, this week you actually taught me about something that is so cool, and we thought we should share it with everyone else, and it's called Pull Up for Change, and it's an Instagram account. Will you tell everyone how lovely it is and what you told me? Yeah, so Pull Up for Change is a nonprofit organization. It's a basically direct action, and it's, it's all about uh, encouraging companies to be transparent about their diversity representation. 
So you can basically go up to the Pull Up for Change Instagram account and see all kinds of companies that are basically putting up or shutting up. They are telling us exactly what their company makeup is. And that could be like their diversity representation, their ethnicity representation, their gender representation. And it's almost every beauty brand has participated in this. And it's just so interesting because it's like, sure, a company can put up like a BLM Instagram post, but this pull up for change is all about like, well, let's see, bitch, like, let's put your money where your mouth is and let's see what's happening at HQ. And you can see it like they divide it by their executive team, like their support team, like it's all so laid out. And if you want to really like exercise putting your money where your mouth is and supporting companies that represent, you know, the diversity initiatives that you want to see in the world, check out pull up for change. Yeah, it's cool because I love especially too that there's so many beauty brands on there so you can actually see what the real deal is and it's cool. Oh, yes. Oh, um, yeah. Thank you, Caroline. You, you're you a good person who teaches us all. Thank you. You're just saying that so I won't milk you too hard on the farm. <laughs> <laughs> don't think I don't know what you're doing. It's so transparent. Please, <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. My God. Okay, so there's so much to talk about. One thing I really want to talk to you about, Esther, is this is kind of a scary word, meditation. Oh, my God. Well, let's just get it right out of the gate. Fuck meditation. It sucks. I hate it. Yeah, like... Is that allowed to... Am I allowed to say that? I think so. I One thing that bonds you and me together is we're both girls that are really concerned with health, wellness, but we both fucking hate meditation. Oh yeah. No, it's my mind races in a mile a minute. It's so, it's just, there's no world where I'm turning my brain off and just sitting, sitting upright and just not thinking like that's not ever going to happen to me ever. And I know what you're thinking. We're exactly the two people that should be doing meditation if we can't get our shit together and mm-hmm. clear our minds. But how rude is it when someone's like, I think you need to meditate? I'm just like, fuck it's you. like, I would have rather you slapped me in the face, said, fuck you, <laughs> like insulted my family. Being I'd rather you've milked me for your next Parmesan cheese dish. It's like, it's, so, it's such a non. It's like such a non-helpful suggestion. It's like, yeah, thanks. I should fucking meditate. Try yoga. Try meditate. Take a walk. Drink water. These things that we hear over and over again. And like, I get it. Yes, that's advice. Like, by the way, though, I do. I do just want to side note that I was really depressed in Jan- <clears throat> excuse me in January of this year, and I have a friend. We all have that friend mm-hmm. who, when they're like, "Hey, want to hang out?" I'm like, eh, it's kind of depressed, whatever. And then you get into it. And they tell you to exercise and to get sunlight. I'm like, I am not a plant, okay? Sunlight is not going to cure my depression. I was like severely depressed and I get it. Like this is maybe people are like, exercise, that's good advice. But like when you're actually in a deep depression, Mm. if if the answer were exercise, I would have fucking found it. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, it's so easy. It's like, try exercising. Why don't you try sucking my dick? Yes. It does nothing for me. (gasps) Meditation, I find it, even though it's, by definition, it's doing nothing, I find it to be the hardest thing to schedule in and the most difficult. Uh, The hardest thing to to do. 
period. It's anyways. So you had some, something interesting. You had gotten some good advice about this, right? So I've always felt like guilty about the fact that I don't have a meditation practice. And it's such like a cycle of like all these people shame. I admire. It's such a shame cycle. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you're supposed to, everyone's supposed to meditate. You're supposed to wake up. The first thing is what you like sit cross-legged and cl- like, fuck that. <laughs> In a meditation corner in your apartment, and there's like a yoga mat and a glass of water, room temperature. Honey, <sighs> I've got old Furbies. I've got all kinds of like yearbooks. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't have space for a meditation. Corner. I haven't vacuumed in eight months. I can't sit on the floor. <laughs> you don't know what you're asking me to do. Like the crumbs down there are <laughs> not, not it. So I talked to my gyno who's this like she's amazing i really want to have her on the podcast this is not where i thought this was going your vagina she's used to meditate she's (laughs) she's she took one look and she's like this thing needs to meditate you've heard of brain meditation have you heard of vaginal meditation how do you do it you need it your vagina is chaotic My gyno is my general doctor, and she's a very holistic kind of woman. It's a very like 360 practice. She's like a licensed sex therapist, and like is she's just this like really amazing woman. I really want to have her on the show, Doctor Tina Cooper Smith. I think she'd appreciate if I gave her a plug. It's Cooper Smith with a K. Okay. So I she asked me if I have a meditation practice. This is at our yearly checkup, and I said no, but. You Did know. you punch her? <laughs> Did you for all of us out there? I lifted my I'm leg and let out a giant fart. I'm so sorry, Dr. Cooper Smith. No disrespect, but I just am wondering if Caroline punched you. I had to punch her. I, I told her what I tell myself, which is I don't meditate, but I have what I call a meditative practice, which is hmm. to me, certain things are so calming and are so ritualistic to me my number one being cooking. When I'm in the mm-hmm. kitchen, when I'm making a meal, I'm able to zone out. I'm able to really find peace in a chaotic world. It's just, it's my happy place. And I told her that. And I was really surprised to hear what she said. She basically said that that's totally valid, but, and I think this is really helpful to keep in mind when you're doing your meditative practice, whatever it may be, you do have to really try to clear your mind. And let's say I'm cooking, really focus on cooking. Try to really put all, like that should be the one thing on your mind. And if you feel your thoughts wandering to your to-do list or to a pandemic or like (laughs) millions of things on our mind, pull it back to the cooking. And that to me is like, okay, that's still meditating and I'm still annoyed that I have to do it, but that's manageable. I can do that. Wow. So yeah, like confession, I treat cooking and actually tie-dyeing like meditation. Like I, to me, that's kind of the best you'll get out of me is, or walking, um, because I'm relaxed, I'm calm, you know, I'm focusing on something other than myself. But I will say that I had never really thought of taking it to that next level that she told you about, which is like, just like, don't let your mind wander, which I do. And oftentimes I'll like have a podcast on or 
music, but I still, I feel like I'm getting a calming, relaxed benefit out of it, but I will consider that tip and try to. Oh, I'm considering it. I I have yet to implement it. Okay, good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I thought it might be helpful to share with the Glomies, but I guess there is like some scientific or mental health benefit to clearing your mind. What it is, I don't know. I know. Sometimes I'll try, like if I, I sometimes this thing will happen to me where like I have like eight things to do and then I like can't think of the one thing to do. So I'm just like doing nothing and then I'm like lost and I, I will, the way that I'll get out of this, like I can't, I don't know which one to do is I'll just put on a podcast or a YouTube video or, or music. And then for some reason, once I've like, now I'm listening to that and my brain can't like the clouds in my brain go away and then I can, I can start being productive. It's very, I've noticed that in quarantine. Like, I don't know if you've ever, you seem like you can just get shit done though without. I live and die by my to-do list. I have running to-do lists on my phone, on my computer. I use Trello now and I divide my to-do lists by like different categories in my life. Like I have my glowing up to-do list. I have my like writing to-do list, my like everything. What is Trello? Trello is an organizational tool. Esther like ends call, shuts off (laughs) podcast. (laughs) I can show you how to use it. It's imagine it's like columns. I'm sure it has like a lot of functionality that I just don't understand, but it's like different columns and you create different cards like under like a header and you can drag them to different columns and you can like archive oh, wow. them, make them the different colors. Does it work on tablets? Oh, I'm, you better believe it fucking works on tablets. To- toddler tablets. <laughs> My sweet girl. Have you ever seen toddlers at a restaurant and their tablet is in like a giant yes! carrying case with a giant handle? Yes, that's how I show up to work. I just imagine you like trotting around your house, <laughs> like and there's like Caillou or, or something <laughs> blasting from your tablet. Dave with treats, a sippy cup. Dave treats you like a colicky toddler in a restaurant. Just like let her play with her tablet. I mean, I wish he would. I, you know, the, it, I'm finding in quarantine a lot of being like told my chores and today I finally spoke out against it. I was like, you know, if you're going to like tell me to do my chores, then you need to let me call you daddy in bed. Like this is getting out of control. You don't get to tell me my chores and then tell me that there's no like daddy daughter thing happening. It's so frustrating. As someone who is often the chore teller, I look like, how, what do you want? Do you want a chore chart? Like <laughs> stars? What do you want? Stickers. A fucking star and sticker system? People really like, I'm surprised. People really need to be told what to do. And you'd think it's like when you're walking around a filthy house, like people don't seem to notice or care that there's like a hairball on the floor or like shit all over the coffee table. I'm like, so you're just waiting. <laughs> Did your roommate shit on the coffee table or was that you? I'm trying to not drag my current quarantine, but let's just say house messiness is like a very real issue. I'm actually yeah. curious, like for the listeners, how do you divvy up chore tasks with your roommate yeah. or your significant other? Like, do you find that's like, that is my biggest pet peeve when I'm always consistently the one person that takes out the trash that that, that will set me off. Cause I'm like, well, this is like the 10th time I've done this in a fucking row. Like, and you can always tell when someone grew up with a maid too, that also Ugh. really pisses me off. I'm like, 
you're, who are you waiting for to clean this up? Just curious. Yeah. Just wondering. That I do have that. Wait, this is okay. I, this is kind of related. So I have a little garden I've been working on and I will prune this garden like crazy. Like that's actually a big meditation for me. And one thing that I, so I, I prune the leaves and then I just kind of throw them on the ground. And one day Dave was like, are you going to pick those leaves up? And I was like, oh no, like actually it's really cool. Like this is what's so cool about nature. Like the birds come and take them away. And Dave was like, no, they don't. I've been doing it. He's like, did you think the birds just got them all at once every night? I was like, yeah. And so now he keeps like roasting me. He's like, oh, the, are the birds going to do your homework? Are the birds? In your mind, it's like Snow White where there's yes. these- Singing the will come. Like, time to do Esther's bidding. <laughs> like, clap <laughs> down into your Silver Lake backyard. And just like, oh, Esther left a little reusable straw. Like, best clean it for her. <laughs> <laughs> but, but back to also um, you saying that you can't believe people can, like, walk through the house and see hairballs and stuff and just general lazy person thing. I call it. I like to name things. I'm big on that. Like, so I call it sludge. I, we did, I, my therapist helped me do this. It's like, how do you feel like describing the feeling of when you're supposed to do something, but you don't want to, it's like a sludge that you have to like push through. So I don't know if that helps anyone out there who's lazy. I know this doesn't help you, Caroline. No, I mean, but. I'm guilty of that too. The mind is such an interesting place. Like, okay. Like there could be a trash bag missing in the bathroom trash can for days. And I'll notice it every day and I'll be like, oh, I got to do that. Oh, I mm-hmm. got to fill it out. And then like the minute I decide to do it, I'm like, wow, that took all of two seconds. Right. And like the amount of time I've like been like, oh, I got to make sure to like take care of that. Like combined right. like over 10 minutes probably. That's a good point. One and- thing that we, we do is I, we try to like assign things. So instead of like, who's taking the trash out this time, I absolutely hate taking the trash out. So I'm like, if you always do the trash, like I'll always do, I mean, I haven't come up with what I'll always do yet. No, I'm just kidding. I do. I like, I mainly do the dishes and stuff. So I don't know if I'm curious if people have that people out there with their roommates or partners, like if they each are in charge of one task. Your only task is showering. One gold star for this every week. ten days. I I'll, another thing I learned that is like apparently a habit of highly productive people, and this really changed my life. For me, emails will come in, and I'll be like, "Oh damn!" Like, I'll deal with that later. I'll mm-hmm. respond to that later, and it'll never get responded to. Mm. And apparently, when an email comes in or a task comes across your desk, and if you quickly analyze it. And you say, will this take over or under five minutes? If it takes under five minutes, you just always do it in that second. And you'd be surprised, like these things that you would normally like put off forever, if you just like tackle them the minute they come across your desk, you're like, that was done in 30 seconds. Why would I have ever pushed that off? That's really smart. I kind of lean towards that too, because I have noticed that when I do put off those small emails then like weeks go by and they've never done it. So you're right. Doing it right away is so much better. Just tips from two highly productive women. (laughs) (laughs) Two extremely business-like women. Oh God, I'm I'm a 
such a businesswoman. Oh my God. Okay. So I want to hear more about your garden, Esther. Okay. So I have a new goal in life and it is to be drenched in herbs. Absolutely. I want to be covered in herbs every inch of my dwellings. Um, Mm, Very like poison ivy. Uma Thurman is poison ivy in Batman and Robin. Yes. Esther is basil and mint and cilantro in 2020. I, I've just learned that I finally have like learned how to care for a plant is basically what it is. And so I have put off getting into gardening because it's just not, it's not really like my style. But once I learned about herbs, I literally feel like I'm, like it's money is growing on trees because I usually buy basil and it's kind of expensive, but now I have a basil plant and yes, we've all had basil plants. It's not that big of a deal, but once you know how to prune it, it's a whole different experience because when you fucking prune and cut off the right way from the basil plant, it grows back twice as much. It's the ultimate greedy person's dream because you take from the plant and then it gives you double back. Like, I don't know what's going I feel like I've access, like, I feel like a witch or like a, I don't know, like some kind of magical powers. And it's just very exciting because I feel like this is going to up my herb game. I'm going to look for extra ways to add herbs into my cooking, which I know you've said that herbs are really good for digestion. So that's exciting. I've so also been good for digestion. I've also been into propagating, which is like you cut the herb, you stick it in water, it grows roots, and then you can regrow a new plant. So I'm just, I'm getting really into it. And if you just type in like basil propagation, basil pruning into YouTube, there's so many videos and basil's just, basil's where I'm focusing first because it's the easiest one. It's been, and it, dude, pruning my basil plant, that's fucking meditation. Like I just stare at that plant up and down all day and I'm like, where can I cut? Where can I cut? It's just, it's an addiction. I, love hearing this. I Thank think you. the listeners will agree. We love your green thumb. We're Thank here you. for Esther Green.0. <laughs> I, basil's, basil's my favorite herb. There's pretty much no herb that comes close. I, a chopped basil in a big chopped salad will change the oh. whole flavor profile. And wow, Persian. my mom is Persian, obviously, and she cooks a lot with herbs, like buckets and buckets of herbs. And I, herbs will often be served raw on the table with the hot meal. And you'll like take a little bite of basil, like go back to your meal, but like take a little bite of basil. And my stomach, because Persian food can be so heavy and it's something that just like you feel lighter when you eat herbs, they do help your digestion. Wow. Yeah, I there's no such thing as too many herbs and talking about like keeping herbs fresh in the fridge. Mm -hmm. Not all of us have a basil plant and I just really swear by keeping them in a damp towel in a sealed Tupperware. Oh really? That works for me. That works quite well for me. That's good to know. And speaking of propagating plants, that reminds me of a story and I'm sorry if I've shared this on the podcast before, but I'll never forget. I was at, Disneyland with my mom and like I looked over at her this is when I was really little and she was taking a plastic knife and sawing off a piece of vine at Disneyland and she like stole a piece of vine 
And she was like, you'll see, like, this is a beautiful vine and I can restart it at home. And cut to now, my mom's house is covered in this like beautiful, colorful vine that would probably be so expensive to buy. And it's because she propagated it from a trimming at Disneyland. Oh my God. <laughs> it's one of the best. What does it look like? Like, is it flowers? It's flowers. Okay. I'm going to Google it while we're talking. Do I bet I could find it. Do you know how many freaking Disney freakos are like so jealous? Your mom has actual Disneyland greenery. Like that's I feel like that makes the home value go up. Like Disneyland started plants. That's a huge deal. I don't know what kind of vine it was, but it's like this purple and yellow, like really interesting looking flower. But, oh yeah. I mean, you know, Disneyland does not skimp on their foliage. Your mom just pulls out a knife. That's so funny. She's sawing it off and took it in her bag and like, Lord knows how she started and it's our house is covered in it. It's it's inspiring. It's miraculous. That is so cool. Oh my god. I will you I want to see pictures of it at some point. I'll try to have her send me a picture. Yeah, I wonder what kind of flower this is. It almost looks like I'm googling it and it might be like a passion fruit related vine. It doesn't have fruit on it, but I'm like seeing a lot of flowers. Like the passion fruit flower looks a lot like it. God bless. Wow. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm starstruck actually. You should be. You really should be. Oh God. I, my dream in life is to have fruit trees. That's for me what it's all about. I want a house and I want the back to be full of fruit trees. Like I, I, fig comes to mind, like a big, what does fig, like a fig tree. Okay. Can I tell you something about fig trees? My neighbor, has a fig tree and they always pour over into our yard but they're never ready and then la- like they're still not ready and last year one day they had just harvested them all like in the snap of a finger I'm like do they fucking sell these things because I've been like I always try one and I can't I still have not tried them but it's frustrating and how long they take to ripen I don't know I feel like fig trees are annoying I definitely don't want a frustrating tree <laughs> I love like a, everyone needs a lemon tree. That's for sure. Yeah, You've got to have yeah. a lemon or a lime tree. That's a given. Maybe like a plum tree or like an avocado tree, but that's the long game. It takes what feels like a hundred years for an avocado tree to get really big. I would love a kumquat tree. What do you do bush. with kumquats? They're just, those. they're the tiny orange ones, right? Do you eat them raw? Yeah, I just you pop them in like grapes. They're so good. They're like sweet, dude. They're like nature sour patch candy. They're like sweet, tart, so good. I feel like I haven't had good kumquats because the bitterness of them always kind of throws me off. You get that like shell bitterness. Yeah, th- some of them are sweet, and it, 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 I, I know what you mean though. Some of them are not that good. It's a very dude, advanced flavor. How about a persimmon tree? That's a must. That's a must. Could you even imagine a life with a persimmon tree? You'd need you just quit everything else, right? I'd have to assume. I'm shaking. <laughs> My vagina needs to meditate after that. <laughs> a plum tree. Come on. A wow. nice little plum tree. I just want fruit trees. That's like Yeah. That's number one. That's number one on my life goals list. Oh. <laughs> now, speaking of your mom. Yes. Should we get to our new segment? Yes. Okay. So 
Esther and I are so excited. It's going up 2.0. So we've got lots of new segments. And one of them we're about to announce now. It's called <laughs> Mom Vice. So look, Esther and I's moms, like they're two different women, but they've got a lot of experience in all kinds of things. <sighs> Our moms are very different from us, That's very right. different from each other. And look, there's no doubt about it. Our, all of our moms, you know, have, if we were raised by our moms, our moms in, have like, let's, I'll just say it, have fucked us up. <laughs> okay. Our moms, that should be the real name of the segment is our moms have fucked us up. Anyways, we're going to take questions from the listeners and then ask our moms to give advice on these questions. And so the, this week, the first, the kickoff, we used Caroline's mom because I didn't feel like calling my mom today. And my mom, she is so tech, she, when it's convenient for her, she doesn't know how to use technology. She's like, oh, I couldn't respond to your text because like, you know me and phones, like I don't understand them. But then the minute I'm like, mom, do you want to be on the podcast and give advice? All of a sudden she like knows how to use voice notes. It was like sending me different takes. I'm like, oh. Like, okay. So this week, yeah, we got a question from a listener. Uh, what kind of comfort food do you like to make? What's your go-to comfort food? Mm-hmm. And my mom is such a big cook. I thought that she might have an interesting answer. Yeah, she's definitely like a good kitchen mom. And her answer was, well, I guess we'll let you hear for yourself. Yeah. Hi, this is Soraya Rani. I think uh, talking about comfort food, I cook 24-7 and I love cooking. So, and I cook pretty much everything, Indian, Persian, uh, Chinese, Arabic. Favorite one, simplest one, the best one in the world is rice and fish. Easily have the rice cook in a rice cooker, ready to go when you come home. Just throw a fish, a piece of fish, doesn't have to be defrosted, a flat one. Put it on a pan, put some olive oil and pepper and salt and cover it on low heat. It will cook in 15 minutes. I think that's one of my favorite and the simplest food. Just take it out, put some soy sauce on it with your a little bit of a rice on the side you're good to go you can add vegetables if you want if you don't want i guess um that's that's good enough and uh that would be my favorite um and simplest of all time fast and good and healthy wow okay okay food oh okay Comfort food can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Let's just start there. Yeah. I, I worry that this is like your mom's way of telling you that you're not allowed to have cake. Like she's like, Oh, Caroline, you want comfort food? Have some, have a dish that's known as the most healthiest dish to all dietitians: fish and rice. (laughs) I, I almost think it's a cultural thing. Like, I don't think Persian people, the term comfort food might not translate well into Farsi. Yeah. I don't think they have a sense of, maybe she thought that comfort 
meant like easy or comfortable to make. Oh, I will say though, like, okay, it's not a recipe for like sloppy joes and I get that, but I still stand by my mom's advice. I mean, maybe I'm brainwashed. I have Stockholm syndrome, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I love this advice. It's like keep a fish in your freezer, defrost it when you need and like have a rice cooker. And like, you can always have a simple and nourishing and tasty meal of rice with some veggies, some soy sauce, and a little piece of fish. I love that. I That is really good advice because I, the, for me, what's so important there is the fish in the freezer. I just wouldn't think to have that on hand and it just seems really important and like, because how many times are you like, fuck, I'm so hungry. What am I going to have for dinner? What, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? And you just have no idea and you're like, I guess I'll have cereal or like takeout. But if I could easily throw together like fish and rice you know, or even tofu and rice, like that just seems like a good, a good skill. And I don't know if this is a foreign people thing, but my like, when I think of my mom making me food when I was little, she would give me a big piece of fish and rice with no utensils. That was the whole thing. And it was all about like picking the bones out of the fish with your hands and like taking a little piece of fish and a little piece of rice and like eating it with my hands. I don't know. I love eating with my hands. It was accepted. It was encouraged in my household. Oh, my God. And, like, a lot of my peers, like, I think fish is a scary protein for a lot of people because of the bones. And I think that the fish bones really freak people out. And people are not – They freak me out. Yeah. I think when people get served a piece of fish with fish bones, like, all bets are off. They don't know what to do. That would be me. Yeah, I totally am that person. I mean – I was trained by using my hands so you can like kind of feel around for the bones. You like take a little piece, take some rice. I mean, maybe it's about going back to basics, but don't be scared of the bones, you know, embrace the bones. Can I also eat mine in a high chair? <laughs> if we're doing hands with a, yeah, with a iced oat milk latte in a baby bottle. Thank you. Of course. Breast milk latte. Breast milk latte. That's the next evolution of this. You know that's the next step for me. A lot of people ask us why Glowing Up went on hiatus. And it's just because Esther and I tried to do a breast milk latte startup and it didn't work. (laughs) And now we're doing our fallback plan, which is Glowing Up. (laughs) Um, Okay, speaking of milk. (gasps) Shall we? Yes. We, um, today we wanted to do, let's call it a mini deep dive on alternative milks. We're like, Hey, Caroline and I, we've been around the block when it comes to dairy free milks. So we wanted to just give any kind of beginners or even, you know, beginners to all, all levels. We wanted to teach you what we know about alternative milks. In the same way that you would go to see like a lecture at a local college of like people that are specialists in like world war one history. Mm-hmm. Think mm-hmm. of this as you're really listening in on a conversation between two experts in the nut mm. and oat milk space. Yes. It's that- really a symposium more than anything. Uh, yeah. A Ted talk. Uh, yeah. All of those things. Esther and I are so passionate about alternative milks. It's actually scary. And it's curious, like, why the fuck are we so passionate? It's weird. It's creepy. Does it have something to do with the fact that I was breastfed till I was three and a half? I, I don't know. You better believe it probably does. Oh, thank you. Okay, yes. thank you. 
It's so funny because I've never been a big regular milk person, like ever. And ever since the- I was. Mm. Like when I was much younger, I remember being in college and I would like fully do the full glass of milk. Like in a way where I look back on that and I'm like, I can't believe that's real. Like it just seems like you're just drinking a glass of mucus. No offense to anyone who drinks real milk. Like especially if you're drinking organic, like the really nice high quality- cow milks like yeah. i'm sure that they're great i'm gonna go ahead and say offense to people that are drinking like <laughs> like the store brand unethical like you don't know where that came from milk those cows are suffering and that shit is full of like mucus and blood and lord knows what i highly encourage you to like live your life drink your milk but maybe opt for the more ethical and or organic brands True. Okay, that, so let's let's get let's just get it popping. Um, oh wait, no, I do have one last. Esther, you drink milk and you're still like four nine. How is that possible? <laughs> I'm five feet and three quarters of an inch, and I guess it's just genetic, baby. I got it from right. my mama. My right. short, stubby legs. Um, let's dive in. Okay, so I wanted to just start by talking about oat milk because it's the most obvious. It's it's the star of the show. It's the headline. It's the third podcast host. So (laughs) um, oat milk is newer to the scene, and oat milk has exploded. People are always like, why oat milk? What's going on? Honestly, oat milk is just thick and creamy. And for me as someone that was really used to be really into regular milk lattes and then realized that regular milk lattes were giving me a stomach ache, I transferred to... I transitioned into almond milk lattes, but almond milk lattes suck. Almond milk is thin. It's watery. It's just, it doesn't quite give you that same experience. So the thing that makes oat milk so incredible is that it gives you very similar to a whole milk latte experience, but it's dairy free. Now, a lot of these oat milks that are very popular right now, which would be, you know, I'm one of my old favorites, the uh, Pacific Barista blend. Of course, there's the Oatly full fat, regular fat, and barista blend. Though Oatly is probably the hottest one. Um, they, they do have oil added. And a lot of people don't like that. Like it's bad for you. It, it's just, it's not a good oil. Um, and it adds to the calories. Olive oil or something weird, right? I think it's rapeseed rape seed oil. Rapeseed oil, that's right. Um, which I believe is similar to canola oil, but I'm not not totally sure. So a lot of people will buy the low fat oat milk, which doesn't have the oil in it. I, for me personally, like I need that oil. Like I love that thick and creaminess. It's a treat to me every morning. It's a treat every day in the morning. That doesn't really make sense. But, um, so that's kind of why oat milk is so special and stands out. And for me, I use oat milk strictly for lattes. I don't use it for anything else. I don't use it for smoothies. I don't use it for cereal. I use just for lattes. Um, it and then it is with coffee in such yeah. a profoundly good way. It really is the coffee milk. That is how I would refer to oat milk. It's simply the coffee milk. It just it does something to me. And people that use oat milk like in their cereal, for example, too much. It's just too, too rich. Thick. It's too decadent. Yeah. It's very decadent. There's a sweetness. There's such a sweetness to an oat milk. Absolutely. That, that gets OT. cut really nice with like a bitter coffee. 
Um, I also want to give a shout out to the Trader Joe's brand oat milk that comes in the big refrigerated carton. Oh. Big fan of that. And of course, Khalifa. I think Khalifa makes a gorgeous oat milk. Yeah, I, that's okay. It's not one of my favorites. It's not bad, though. For me, you know, it, this kind of lends itself to a larger conversation, which is, of course, about making your own alternative milks. Uh-huh. And for me, my favorite oat milk is the oat milk that I, the very special recipe I make in my almond cow. Okay, can is, you tell us what the almond cow is? So an almond cow is... It's a machine. It plugs into your wall. It's like a big metal looking pitcher contraption. And it's basically an immersion blender that has a metal basket attached to it. And it submerges in water. So you put your dry nut goods in this little metal basket. And I think it takes about a cup of, it could be oats, it can be almonds, it could be pecans, whatever you would make a milk out of. And then you fill the, the rest of the pitcher with water and basically you get a bunch of oat milk and you didn't have to, you didn't have to, you know, do a nut bag. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. As soon as I realized what the almond cow was, I fucking bought it. I making your own milk, nut milk at home is so annoying for me. You have the blender, the bag, the messy. So almond cow is like an all in one. You just throw the ingredients in and it makes the milk for you and it's easy it's fuck. It's easy to clean, so I oh, love. Oh, it's a rinse. Don't we love a kitchen utensil that just needs a good rinse? Yes, that's yes. I live for the rinse. So and, and it's a small company. I think it's not like owned by Cuisinart. So you're supporting what appears to be a small company. Yeah, that was a good thing. The thing that I I like to do with my almond cow is I'll just do almonds and dates and I make like a little almond milk like that. I haven't done it because I've been so on oat milk, but I'm getting inspired. I want to use it again. So what is your famous secret oat milk? For me, it's, I, I love oat milk. Don't get me wrong. But for me, that richness can be a little much. For me, the perfect blend is half almonds, half oat. Because you get the watery lightness of the almonds, and of course, you get the richness of the oats. And by the way, as we all know, homemade almond milk is a completely different beast than store-bought. Yes, absolutely. So, so I would say what I'm getting from that half almond, half oat mix is a very creamy, drinkable, versatile companion to coffee. And here's how I do it. So it's half a cup of almonds, half a cup of oats. The almonds, I do soak overnight. And sometimes if I'm feeling extra saucy, I'll slip the skins off. Have oh you, my God. Have you ever slipped the skins off of a wet almond? No. It is one of the most singularly sensual, satisfying tasks you can do. If, there's, if your almonds are soaked, the outside, their little outfits just slide. You just pinch it and it slides right off. And you're left with like this white creamy innard. And it makes your almond milk much creamier. It does? I think so. Uh, it, it, look, you're making it sound really fun, but you're also making me stress. I'm like, I can't, I can't. Like, It takes a lot of time. A- well, for me, it's more okay. manageable because I'm half and half. So half soaked almonds, half oats that I've r- just rinsed, done a quick rinse on them. And then I put a little salt. That's really mm. key. The salt is acts as like, a natural preservative because I find that this homemade milk goes rancid 
rancid so fast. How many days? I, I don't think you get more than five days out of a batch. Oh, that's a lot. Well, that's when you have like the a- salt, when you have the salt, it takes you to that four or five day mark quite nicely. Wow. And then I usually do cinnamon. I do cinnamon in my basket. Ooh. So I like a little cinnamon, a little wink of cinnamon. Cinnamon's yeah. good for vaginal health. Isn't it? I believe so. <laughs> my gyno slash therapist slash meditation is good for your vagina. <laughs> Just a hunch. So that's my favorite mix. And I'm like, like Esther said, I'm so like categorical with my nut milks. That's my coffee blend. But I always like to keep almond just a good like plain store-bought almond of some mm-hmm. kind on hand and that's your smoothies yes for like cereal cereal of course and esther what kind of store-bought almonds are we looking at for you almonds or almond milk almond milk okay so it's been weird because i haven't been able to, i haven't gone out and grocery shops uh since the whole you know pandemic um, so I've actually been using the Thrive Market almond milk, but oh. that said, if you have access to a Whole Foods, my number one undeniable almond milk is the Whole Foods brand unsweetened yep. original almond yep. milk. It is so, it is so good. It is, it's so good. It's That's just my not the perfect too. amount of taste and not taste. Like if that makes any sense, it doesn't have like a weird preservative taste it's, it's the best almond milk. Um, if you can't find that, you know, anything unsweetened original will be, you know, comparable to that. The so, 365. I, just, I don't like sweetened and I don't like vanilla. The Sorry. 365 brand is also carrageenan free. What do oh, you is that what it is? Yeah. So carrageenan is a thickening additive that's made of seaweed that is in a lot of alternative milks, especially almond milks, and it causes digestive issues in some people, which is why some people like their carrageenan-free. I also want to give a shout out to the Khalifa brand, Unsweetened, in that sexy curvy bottle. Carrageenan-free, so fresh tasting, so good. A little on the pricey side, Mm -hmm. but so good. But I agree, that 365 brand in the refrigerated section that's going to get you to a good place. And lately, like in the last year, I've noticed they start to sell mini packs of it, like little, like almost like one single use one. So back when I wasn't eating at home that much, I would always have those on hand because oftentimes I would open a thing of almond milk and then it would go to waste. So those are really perfect too. Like just, or like think of throwing that in your purse and bringing it to work or whatever. If life ever goes back to normal, I'm definitely all about that. Oh, I love that. This, when you told me what you do with your coffee, I'm, you are a new woman. This was like, it's exotic. It's unexpected. It's very sexy. Thank you so much. And you influenced me. I just bought this mystery ingredient, which we're about to reveal. And I'm like so excited to incorporate it into my lattes. So this is definitely like a pricey life upgrade, you know, to a certain extent. And there's a, there's a, um, a lesser expensive version of it too. So 
basically what I have, I've discovered this one coconut milk that me and a bunch of my other friends go crazy for. It's and it, the brand is Arroy D A R R O Y dash D. And it's, I believe it isn't like an authentic Thai coconut milk and mm-hmm. you can get it on the Amazon. They have it on some, you know, different websites out there. They sell it in certain stores. I've seen it in little boutique grocery stores in LA. And I don't know why I don't know why it's in a comes in a carton and they have it in small ones and then the regular size ones it is so fresh it is so like luxurious um it's definitely on the pricey side i want to say like a mini eight ounce carton it could be like four dollars which is a little absurd but um the thing that i would liken it the most to is if you go to the grocery store and you buy your coconut milk in like the Thai cooking section and you're getting it out of the can. Um, it's not similar for me to the coconut milk that's near the almond milks in the grocery store. Like those are just not, those are a little too, again, like maybe this is wrong, but they are, they feel pres- and taste preservative-y to me. They're gross. Whereas if you're, if it's out of a can or this Aroy D, it's, tastes much more fresh, much more authentic. And so as I've said before on this podcast, I do think if you did those coconut milks, if you just did that in a latte, I think it would actually be way too powerful and thick and like too dominating. But what I do is I do the half coconut and I do the half oat and it's absolutely perfect. I know I say this all the time, but you get the healthy fat from the coconut and you get the neutral taste from the oat milk and together so many kisses. I'm actually getting a little nervous. So what I'm going to be working with is half oat almond, half coconut. Is that too much? Am I crazy? No. No. Why? No. No, that's, that's okay. That's a, that's, that's exquisite. Maybe that's just exquisite. I mean, that's like a $35 latte is what you're describing. (laughs) Seriously. I am so, and you're doing still iced only. Um, right now, yeah, because it's hot. I try to really go by the weather. Um, I'm pretty strict about that. You're like so. an old timey farmer. Yeah. Like I follow this the seasons. I check the weather every night before I go to bed. No, oh, but open up the almanac. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I get the same amount of joy out of ice or hot. I really do. This is exciting. I just bought something at Costco that by the way, also let it be known that I do buy my almonds and oats, obviously, at Costco for my so cool for my milk making usage. I just bought something that is never available at the LA Costco at the La Quinta Costco that's coffee related. They have Kirkland brand espresso beans. It's a giant what? look. It's a giant bag. I- I'm gonna try them. I'll keep you updated. We're gonna see how it goes. So look, you I have them the- right here. There's, are they usually sold out of the LA Costco or are they just like not? They just never have them in store. I don't know why. Oh, okay. Wow. So it's, I mean, look, you know, I'm always down That's... to try anything Kirkland. <laughs> so these are custom roasted by Starbucks, which I don't know. That could be a good or a bad thing. That's and cool. And they're espresso blend. And look how big, I go through small bags of coffee so fast. Oh, I do too. This gives me a lot of like, this makes me feel very safe. We're talking 40 ounces. 
how much was that? Eleven ninety nine, I think. That's such a good deal. I mean, obviously it's Costco. Obviously. If that if those are good, that could be a huge game changer. And then it also they're available online. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I I'll take something that's a little bit less tasty, knowing that I saved like fifty cents. Four or cents. M- <laughs> <laughs> I know you will. Every penny counts, bitch. That's why I'm so attracted to you in every way possible. Look at me with my 40 ounce. Oh, I should screenshot this. I was going to screenshot it. Wait, yeah. I got it. God, I got the shot. Look at, listen to this sound. Ready? Okay, I don't want to do it too loud on the mic. That's the sound of savings. A savings. Bitch. So heavy. Um, that is a good idea that we should start doing screenshots of these zooms for our we post our podcasts. Ugh. Okay. I it's can you believe we've already been talking for almost an hour? I know. It time flies when you're just two little gremlins <laughs> in love <laughs> who are gonna start a farm one day. <laughs> Oh, the glowing up farm. Anyone's invited. You know, it's an open door policy for all gloomies. I don't think it's that crazy to fantasize about one day owning vacation property with your friends. I think that's a good thing to work toward. I've talked about this with some people. Like, I've talked about, like, getting a small apartment, like, in Europe, which, like, feels a little bit shady. But the thought a California ranch-type thing, ooh, that's... Now, this I'm liking. I mean, that is the start of a timeshare business that you and I are going to start. Once we monetize it, <laughs> it, oh my God, it'll be paying for itself in no time. MLM. <laughs> um, okay, well, this has been so much fun. I'm so glad so that we get to talk fun. now every week. I'm so glad the Gloamies are back in our lives. I love them and I love their enthusiasm for us. And as we both have said, there is nothing in our lives that has ever garnered as much enthusiasm as the Glowing Up fans have given us. So we're, we love you guys. I feel so supported in a way that I don't think I ever will again. <laughs> I just, it's the most validating experience of my life. Anyway, okay, so you can find us on Instagram at Glowing Up Pod, I believe. Glowing Up Podcast. Yes. And email us at glowinguppod at gmail.com. And subscribe and review. I feel like our rating is not at a five. And I'd oh, love no. to, would love to change that. Going oh, forward. no. I and don't know. Caroline, can I just shout out that this week I got my official Sean Penn Britney Spears like face covering, whatever you want to call it. You can't face legally mask. call it a mask. <laughs> Look, I don't want to get you sued. <laughs> Please don't. The I sell printed masks on my website, carolinegoldfarb.com slash store and all kinds of fun prints. And Look, they are single layer. They're a light mesh. They're very comfortable. They're very wearable, but they are not medically going to protect you from the coronavirus. But for situations where you have to There's wear There's a couple masks, lawsuits pending, so I, she uh, has to say my, this. My lawyer told me that I legally cannot refer to it as a mask. No, but in all seriousness, like you need masks. Like when you go into a grocery store, when you are walking around your neighborhood, this is like the perfect thing to just like throw on. They're so light. They're so wearable. They don't break me out, which is really nice. I'm sorry, it's but perfect- the N95s break me out. These don't. 
it's the perfect thing to wear to show everyone that you love Fran Drescher. And you love breaking copyright laws. <laughs> I can't wait for this podcast to be played in court. I, oh, God. Well, I, speaking of illegal, I'm starting an illegal tie-dye small business, which should be launching very soon, if not already when this comes out. It's called Sleepover by Esther. Um, if you love and- Esther as an actress in Dollface... Wait till you see her as a tie-dyer in her backyard. <laughs> I'm. All the proceeds are going to charity, and uh, we do have some. It, the supplies will be very limited since I'm doing everything myself, but we will have tie-dye masks and tie-dye T-shirts to launch. So um, the best way I can tell you to find that right now is at Sleepover by Esther on Instagram for all the information. Yes, and like Esther said, we are good people. The proceeds from my masks are going to charity as well. They're being split between um, the Okra Project and like a, a some amazing like grassroots movement for like aid for people affected by COVID nineteen. I can't remember the name, but it's on my website. But That's awesome. Anyway, check that out, Caroline. We didn't even talk about makeup this week, which is so fucked up. Which means we have a lot of work to do next week. Oh, God. we have a lot of other kinds of face coverings to put on girl well you know i started in my a new job i don't want to i don't know if i should say what it is but i'm in gonna be in a zoom room like from nine to five and i'm gonna really bring some looks to that zoom room (gasps) i finally have an excuse to wear makeup again that's so exciting bold lip much you can get away with some like crazy makeup moves on zoom Wait, wait 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 I can't believe it. I have a huge makeup thing really quick and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Caroline, I, when I say I owe you my life, like, <gasps> when I say I owe you my life, Caroline Goldfarb, will you be my wife? I ordered the It Cosmetics Your Skin But Better CC Cream and bitch, if I don't use a grain of rice worths every morning, and I look, it is, I love it. I'm so happy. I use just a little bit. I dab it on my nose and my cheeks and my, just a tiny, tiny bit. It makes my face look so much better. It's, and it's my skin, but better fully, full blown. Full blown. And you, again, you need so little. And I like to do it over sunscreen. Yes, the product has sunscreen in it, but I like to do a base of Elta MD. And then my face is nice and wet from the Elta MD. I come in with my It Cosmetics and I dab and I blend and I tap and it gives it a lot of like slippage and it spreads more evenly. And you're done. You are done. It's really great. I'm really happy. I ordered the small travel size version in the shade light. So I'm going to probably upgrade uh, very soon to the full size. So thank you for that tip. I, I'm, I just, I couldn't be more indebted uh, to you. uh, Look, millions of women can't be wrong. This is a cult product for a reason. It really, it really changes lives. It's for all ages, all shapes, all sizes. I love this. I love this stuff. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We will cover our face all week and we will get back to you. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.
a podcast network.